Welcome, lads and lassies, to the second episode of What's Crack, the Cumbrian Last podcast. And again, we've got a full house tonight. Should we, uh, should we do a bit of a roll call? Who's here? Who's not here? Carlisle, you there? Oh, hello. Hello, Zach from Carlisle. Hi, Dee here. Hi, Dee. Hi. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. It's been very stressful, hasn't it? <laughs> I feel like I forgot how to have a conversation now, so... <laughs> Back in the game. <laughs> T, where are you, my love? Book it in. Book it in, Jamaica. And uh, who are we missing? I know you're there. Just L, the local Gosforth resident. Ooh, Gosforth, darling. <laughs> oh, do darling. You, do you prefer to be a, a Gosforth? Well, how would you say it? Gosforthian or are you a Barovian? Well, I am a Barovian, but I live in Gosforth. I don't know. Can I say that? I'm, I'm a little jipper and I don't really care. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that, yes. can I? <laughs> I think Dee might have an issue with that. I don't have an issue. <laughs> Join us. Join us. What are you? What are you? You're, you're Romany, aren't you? I'm Romany, yeah. So people, you're Romany? Yeah. Quite a lot of people get it mistaken because there's obviously there's travellers that are called gypsies. We won't go into it. It's a very, very big story. But I mean, they are gypsies to a certain degree. But my heritage is like Romany gypsy. My granddad was a full Romany gypsy, like fancy trailers, horse carting trailers type gypsy. Crystal ball gypsies. Not an Irish traveller, which is what people always get. So I would have people come up to me like, are you a pikey? No, I'm not. I'm not a pikey, but I will put a curse on you if you keep telling me that I'm a fucking pikey. <laughs> yeah, but ask her that after 10 years and say what she says. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight anybody! <laughs> oh, well, it's lovely to speak to you all again. I'm just excited again. And it's honestly, for the listeners out there, we've been doing this for a long time tonight. <laughs> I feel like my head's going to explode a little bit. But we've got, so we decided on what dating and relationships. That's what we're talking yeah. about today. Yeah, that's what we're going for. But in, in general, how, how apart from dating and relationships at the moment, how are we all feeling? How are we all surviving lockdown? Are we doing now? Mm. Uh, has anybody killed anybody yet? Yeah. Not any better, to be honest. <laughs> yet. Not any better than I was. Not yet. Last time. I haven't seen anybody to kill anybody, but I'm sure if I had the chance, I probably would. Yeah. Is your daughter still alive? <laughs> Afraid. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not about you, T. How's homes? I need to ask you again. How's homes, Kaylee? <laughs> Me and my daughter are like the new Bart and Homer. <laughs> Why, you little. <laughs> Oh dear. So I'm scared it's gone well then. Oh yeah. Would you like to actually take up a new profession in teaching, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless. Well, like, do you know what? I don't know. I've had an alright week. Yeah. Just yeah, I just think I've got I've got a lot of projects on. I don't like to do right keeping busy. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. Uh, loads of shit to do. Not a lot of time to do it in there for I've not got a lot a lot of time to think about how much I hate everybody in the world. <laughs> and you would think that being in lockdown you would have so much to do, but you take on like ten tasks that you have to do within twenty four hours. And that's yeah. why you're up until three in the morning. Like, how am I gonna do all of this? Well, figure it out. Right, within twenty four minutes. <laughs> yeah. I can do anything in ten minutes. Watch. <laughs> Tell me I can't. <laughs> You're really scary, isn't <laughs> Honestly, how how do you get Cumbria lost to do something? Tell her she can't. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Mm. So how how are we all feeling about dating and relationships? So how many singletons have we got? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just going to say you're we quite late. We don't remember you. <laughs> we can make you <laughs> 
T is uh, is is my platonic partner. We're soulmates. Yes, yeah, make we a are. really good couple. We do. We're soul sisters. We always used to say like, could you imagine if one of us was a boy? Because we would make the perfect couple. Maybe we should just give it a go. I was going to say like, life partners. It's, it's yeah. twenty twenty one. Like you don't need to be different sexes. <laughs> just be life partners. Just live together in a platonic friendship. Yeah. But isn't that basically what most relationships turn into anyway? You just end up like living with your best mate anyway. So that's how the movies go in it. Yeah, but like we live in real life. In the movies, you kidding me? I'm gonna rip his fucking head off <laughs> <laughs> at least twice a day. I think I think we should go to her L because I think she's got a really interesting dating and relationships lockdown story. I'll let you talk. Oh God. <laughs> We've kind of been talking about what we're going to talk about for the podcast, we? and I kind of fit into a few different little boxes because I know CL through Jay, and I met Jay through lockdown. So we met in the first lockdown, and so I'd gone on Tinder, and we matched on Tinder and got chatting, and then after a very short amount of time, we decided to do a virtual date. So we did a virtual brunch date, which was lovely. Oh, that's so um, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, I definitely recommend doing a virtual date if anyone's thinking about doing it with somebody that they're chatting to online because I was, obviously we couldn't meet up properly anyway because of the lockdown. But for me as well, because I'd never really done a lot of online dating or anything like that, I was a bit nervous to just go and meet somebody yeah. who I've never spoken to or seen in real life. So it's a nice way to kind of get a feel for someone, I think, before you actually meet them in real life. It's like an icebreaker, isn't it? Yeah, because you still get an idea of the person. You still know Mm -hmm. if you can talk to them or not, speaking to them over Zoom. And it kind of takes away, took away a bit of a barrier as well. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not having to worry about, uh, do we need to kiss at the end of the date? Is he going to try and hug me? Am I going to feel a bit awkward about it? None of that's there because you can't because it's virtual. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you want an out, you can just say, oh, my Wi-Fi is a bit Uh. short. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, <laughs> I think it takes a lot of pressure off doing it that way as well. So we agreed to do a little virtual brunch and I was kind of a bit like, I'm not going to bother putting loads of makeup on and getting all dressed up and stuff like mm-hmm. that because for, I was at the, at the point where I was thinking, if I'm going to start dating somebody and seeing somebody, they're not going to see me all dolled up and pretty mm-hmm. all the time anyway because that's just not the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. So I wore my dungarees, my hair was a mess, a little bit of makeup, ate brunch and we just chat shit for three hours and... Then I think a couple of days later, we met up and went for a walk. And then we had a long string. We have, I think we had about six dates in about two weeks. Um, some virtual, some walks and things like that. And then that was it, really. Aww. Everything just felt really natural and really easy. And we just got along like an absolute house on fire. And that's just been us ever since, really. Everything just clicked. When you know, you know. Yeah, if you click, you click. If you don't, you don't. You, know, I think you know in sort of like so the first hour or two of speaking to somebody whether or not that's yeah. someone that you want to pursue something with. That's like what I get anyway. I just think your whole story is really sweet because obviously the reason I know Elle mm-hmm. is because Definitely. of Jay Herfeller who happens to be a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I just think, because obviously she's telling the story from that point of view, but I knew it from his point of view. Yeah. Because while it was happening, he was telling me Aww. about how we'd met this girl yeah. and he was totally in love with her and he couldn't wait to speak to her properly. And do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, like, it's nice it's to hear it from lovely. the other side. But I just think, like, if we're talking about like relationships and dating and stuff yeah. I just think it's really nice it, obviously it's coming to Valentine's Day some people have a really funny relationship with Valentine's Day I used to I never used to it depends what situation you're in doesn't it like your personal circumstances if you're single and there's love and roses everywhere you fucking hate it but if you're madly in love and you're doing something extravagant for Valentine's Day then you kind of love it but with lockdown none of us have got really much of a choice of what we're doing with it because yeah. it, it's all you can do you can't, you can't go anywhere you can't do anything so I know one of the things that I, what I liked about Elle's story is that, like you say, it takes the pressure off. So I think my point is 
if anyone's listening to this who has been Tinder dating or who, has, who is speaking to people on Tinder, it's because I think, because our generation as well, I think there's a bit of a split between some of our generation because obviously me and Tack are kind of a few years older than the rest of you. And internet dating was never really acceptable when I was younger. Like if you were internet dating, it was weird. Like, do you know what I mean? Whereas now it's far more acceptable. And I think, especially when we're living in lockdown, like people who are feeling so lonely and for a lot of people, it's the only outlet that they've got. So it's nicer. It's, like, I would have never, even for me, I'd have never thought that I'd meet someone on Tinder. Like, I didn't particularly go on Tinder because I thought I was going to meet anybody. I was just kind of I hated bored. Tinder. It was like the cesspit of humanity for me. Like, just, no. <laughs> it's weird and wonderful, isn't it? I wasn't on it for very long, but yeah, it's very strange. But I can imagine it's two different places. Like, when Tack oh. was on it, we could yeah. go out into the big wide world, whereas when you were on it, we couldn't. Yeah. So I think you'll maybe find there's a lot of people on Tinder now. What is what's the other one? Is it there's Bumble, Bumble, and plenty of fish. And I think there'll be more people on it now than there would have been if we weren't in lockdown because we can't go anywhere or do it. Like all the normal ways of meeting people aren't there. Yeah, I do think people are looking for genuine connections as well. What I hate about Tinder is um, I like to get to know somebody before, like I like to be friends with somebody before this sort of the whole romantic thing and the feel, like if you meet somebody on Plenty of Fish or Tinder or anything like that, the whole thing feels kind of forced to me. Like my fellow I have now, we, we were just good friends. And of course I fancied him, I always had fancied him, but I didn't think I had a chance really because I'm quite a bit older than he is. So yeah, but we just we just became really good friends and talked every day and messaged each other and something grew from that rather than having to be forced into yeah well that's what i'm saying everything that Elle's just said is that that's exactly what yeah. happened because yeah. she couldn't go and meet jade she couldn't go and so see him she to, yeah. had to be friends first yeah we had to get and to know yeah. but we just constantly yeah. talked and we spent like six hours one night on zoom having a drink together and just talking he told like, me about what? this and i'm gonna tell you now Elle got absolutely asshole because <laughs> he told me all about it <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> we got absolutely wanked. It was so funny. <laughs> but as well, and you know full well, if that had been like a real life date doing that, you know what would happen after a few drinks. The, the yeah. getting to know oh, each yeah. other personally would have ended very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just did just end up just chatting shit for six hours. That's the best way. <laughs> I think Definitely. it's honestly, yeah. I think it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So maybe maybe change, really change your mindset it. to to dating. The you know it doesn't have to be crap because it's, it's locked down and you can't do anything. Maybe no. it could be an opportunity for you. I mean, I got myself in quite a sticky situation because my relationship ended during the first lockdown and I hadn't been single since I was 17 and I'm now 25 so not only was I new to the world of date but like I was new to the world of dating during lockdown so I didn't really have that chance to go out and meet someone but hearing your story Al it's uh, definitely inspired me to stick in there if you will yeah keep trying Hang in there tea there's somebody out there for you promise Massive believer in everything happening for a reason, so it'll all fall into place. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. At the end of the day, we've all got, like, shit relationship stories. Everything's, you know, we've all had some bad shit happen. I think it's a case of making the best out of what we've got. And I think, honestly, Elle, your story just, yeah, it makes me feel better about everything. Yeah, it gives you hope, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, because yeah. I can't say I've ever been successful in speaking to anyone on Tinder before. No, I can't. I think I went on one day, and it literally mm-hmm. terrified the life out of me to ever go on another Tinder day ever oh, again. It yeah. was just, it was so awful. When we spoke on Messenger, it was great. Like, we really clicked, and he was a really good-looking guy, but then when we actually met, it was just... It was... <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't I don't even have the words, but basically the night ended with him playing Shania Twain in one of the pubs and dancing. I mean, to be fair, he looked like the happiest person in the world. And I actually went into the toilets. I found these random two girls and I was like, please save me. <laughs> I need to get out of here. And these girls ended up following me around, pretending to be my friend so that I could escape oh, from the no. night. It was it was it just terrified me. I thought I am never doing a Tinder date ever, ever again. And I never did. I never have. Oh my gosh. Let's go, girl. Bless. No, see, I the only <laughs> how do you know what I'm going to be dead honest here? The only reason I was ever on Tinder is because my, my ex two after my boyfriend two weeks after we split up went on Tinder and someone else told me about it and I was like, well, fuck you. Then I'm going to go and find you and see what's going on. <laughs> Turns out he was on there, saw his picture, broke my heart, never went back on. Oh, <laughs> oh you do things to rip your own heart out sometimes. You really do, don't you? No, like, I just, I just you... had to go and say, I, honestly, I, I couldn't believe he was there. And I was just like, do you know what? Like, what the fuck? But no, I went on and. Um, I ended up meeting my fella after that anyway. Was it? Yeah, it was. Dee, can you remember? It was after that, wasn't it? It was shortly after. I think. When did you? When did you meet? It was May, wasn't it? it was May time. Yeah, it, it was shortly so after. Met me May. Yeah. Because because the thing is that because my relationship with him, I wouldn't say it's complicated, but I met A. Was it like May two thousand and nineteen? I think it was. And then we've been seeing each other. Well, nobody hadn't because I wouldn't go out with you. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I kept saying you no. Kept, wouldn't you kept I? messaging I kept me and you're like, no, I really yeah, want I think, to go I think on this we, we ended up getting together in the October and then the lockdown came in in the March. Mm-hmm. So we'd only had like a very brief spell of like seeing each other once a week and you know, that carried on for like six months. And then when it got to the first lockdown in March, the, the conversation went exactly like this. Is there any chance I can come and move in with you for a couple of weeks just till all this shit blows over just so I can keep my mum safe and I can keep going to work? And now live with him. It happens. No, it happens. Never at home, but it got. Is that the secret? Yeah, that's it. That's the no, it's not the secret. Have a have a worldwide pandemic and then force yourself in the house. Well, it is a bit of a thing at the moment, though, isn't it? Because you can't really have a proper like if you want to have a relationship with somebody. We're in a bubble at the moment. You can't see them unless. Well, yeah, I suppose if you are in a bubble, but then if you were depending on people's situations, if you've got like maybe if you've got a child and you're in a childcare yeah, bubble with your mum and dad or yeah. something like that, then technically yeah. you get, can't then see your partner and things like that. It's just it's a lot more difficult. And then like geographically, because I was in Barrow. I mean, we moved in together quite quickly as well but partly was because of our personal circumstances but partly because of the pandemic mm-hmm. yeah it's a big mix up yes it's put a lot of pressure there and that's the thing it's put a lot of pressure on the relationship because as i said i moved in with him in like as a beginning no, yeah like march and literally that was the conversation can i stop with you for two weeks until it all blows over and then it just never blew over and, and we ended up finding a house nearby and move like a bigger one and moving in together but honestly being in a relationship in lockdown it's fucking hard work it is hard work but i think now is the best test for relationships and for couples because like Elle said you have no other option but to move in with each other if that's how you want to have your Shut relationship oh. <laughs> nobody is it's a good test to see whether or not your relationship like me and my ex had started seeing each other maybe two months before the first lockdown and we were seeing each other regularly and then about two months into lockdown I was like fuck it do you want to come live with me and he was like fuck it yeah let's do it but then he did and it just kind of slowly burnt us out we actually realized we couldn't live together and we couldn't be together we argued so much and that like looking back on it now it's something that I'm extremely grateful for because I probably would have got about maybe three or four years down the line we would have actually moved in with each other and then it would have happened there instead it's only happened in a 12-month slot and now 
I can just be like, right, cool. The time's done. We weren't right for each other. Lessons have been learned. Lessons yep. have been learned. So, Let's move forward. Yeah. So I think it's a good test for people. I think that that's how people should look at it. It is a test and it is difficult for people. But I mean, if you really want to test your relationship, you can date in a lockdown. Well, there's two things. I've been with my fellow for nearly two years and we've never had a, a fight or a disagreement or anything like that. How does it feel? But we don't live together. Not yet. My relationship won't like that till we had a child. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really fight we have conversations when we need to about things if something's bothering one of us like adults yeah well, yeah we've had conversations but i think that's a better way to do it isn't it no i like a good shout and a good scream <laughs> i think people say that arguments mm. are healthy and they are they are in a sense because you, sh- you should be able to communicate yeah. with your partner you should be able to have conversations like grown adults my thing is always like two people should be able to sit down listen to how the you know the the opposite person's feeling except that you've maybe not intentionally made them feel that way but then apologize for it i think when it becomes unhealthy is when the arguments are back and forth and there's no there's it's just constant push and there's no pull nobody's giving. yeah exactly so i do think arguments are healthy as long as you're coming to some cops like some sort of compromise i think when, when you're yeah. arguing and there's literally no end to it and it's every other fucking day you've got a problem like there's something wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It can go the other way as well, though. If you're not arguing, I mean, sometimes like the conversations and things that you have, it's because you want to improve your relationship. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're only doing that. You're only going through that because Mm -hmm. there's something you want to change. And then if you're not arguing and not having those conversations, is it because you just can't be asked? Mm -hmm. You're not that bothered. Yeah. I don't see my partner very often. He works nights. I say that we see each other pretty much every Mm -hmm. day, but because of our schedules, we try and make time for each other, but he's awake while I'm asleep and I'm asleep while he's awake. That must be really hard. Mm -hmm. I said this before, did it? It must be really hard doing that. Like, that must be really difficult. Mm. I just miss him all the time. Like, I just miss him. Passing ships in the night. Yeah, but it's like as soon as he leaves, I miss him. So, oh, <laughs> so cute, so sickly in love. I'm disgusted. <laughs> My dad listens to this. Daddy, he makes me happy. <laughs> How does he make you happy? <laughs> Damn, Daddy, don't want to hear that. <laughs> It works. He does four on, four off. So, but he does like fourteen-hour shift. So for like four days of the week, I don't see him. Which it can be a blessing in disguise, but I found it really difficult with the lockdown because for those four days, he literally like he goes to work at half five in the morning, comes on at half past six, and then I see him for half an hour mm. while we have dinner. And then he goes to bed, and he's like that for four days. And I, I found it tough. Mm. But then the four days that he's off, by the end of that four days, he can't wait to go back to work again. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> No, I, I can't wait for him to go to work either, but I know that I'm a fucking nightmare to live with. So, but you make time for him as well because you have your day day dates. Yeah, like, day, yeah, day, what day. we try and do because I'm quite flexible with having my own business. Yeah. I, can, I can, on the days that he's off, even if it's during the week, we can kind of make time for him. Mm-hmm. But, however, even in lockdown, even that's becoming increasingly difficult. Like, we had a massive bust up a couple of weeks ago because it's like, right, who's in charge of doing date night? What we're going to organise? And there was nothing, nothing. Yeah. It's like, what can you do? It's like, so a- hard. But- because you literally you have to get so creative and I think this is one of the contributions to my relationship not working is that we couldn't just do normal stuff like we literally got together we were together two months and then we got six months down the line and we realized that we haven't actually experienced anything other than sitting in front of the sofa and ordering a pizza for takeaway 
because you just unless you can you you have the ability to get creative with date nights in the house it's it's so impossible to try and think of something to do during a lockdown you don't have like your normal stuff of going out for a dinner day or even going out for a walk because even that's restricted now you you just don't have your normal stuff around you so it is difficult and there's only so many times that they can like i can say to him what he can say to me oh should we get a takeaway and watch a film yeah like there's not a film. Like I'm running out of films. <laughs> there's nothing else to watch. And like to the point of no more no, And to the point of like I'm looking at food hub. I'm looking at just it. And I'm like no, mm-hmm. no. I've had that one. I've had that one. Like I'm sick of takeaway food. Which I think. And even part of that, like, because you want to support local businesses. Mm-hmm. So I've even started looking further afield, you know, looking at, like, using pubs and, you know, like, a Sunday dinner I dropped off for you the other week, that takeaway dinner. Oh, it was lovely. Yeah. Where did we get, was it Jack's, Jack's, Jack's Surf Bar in Allenby? Yeah. That was, honestly, a giant Yorkshire pudding, absolutely amazing. But again, there's only, there's only so much of that you can do. And I think what I found really difficult is that living in the house together, I've suddenly realised that we've not actually got that much in common in, in the house. Mm-hmm. In the house, we haven't got that much in common. Take us outside the house, we've got the camper van, we've got yeah. gigs, we've got festivals, yeah. we've got music, we've got visiting places, history, both of us like mm-hmm. a good around a good castle. We have got loads in common, but, and I find that puts an even bigger strain on your relationship because when we're in the house and I'm sat there and I can't do anything that's outdoors, I'm then faced with this reality of, oh my God, I've got nothing in common with him. Yeah. And then that sets off the spiral of, am I in this relationship for the right thing? Should I even be here? Mm-hmm. Should we be yeah. together? And then you start questioning your whole relationship. Yeah. And I have to keep reminding myself, this is not normal. What we're going through and how we're living isn't normal. And it just, no. it, it, and it, I think it's just sometimes as well, I mean, everyone is experiencing lockdown and how people are doing it on their own. I don't know how they're doing it. And I just think that if you, if you, no. you can set yourself off on this spiral of questioning your whole entire relationship and your whole entire being. And I can get up at nine o'clock in the morning by three o'clock, I'm ready to pack my bags and go because yeah. I think it's doomed and it's not none of this is normal what we're moving through is not normal and you've got to keep reminding yourself of that remind yourself that your relationship is under so much pressure so much pressure and there's nothing you can do about it no you just got to ride it out yeah just keep going mic drop yeah Yeah. we're all stumped there well that's it now end of the podcast guys seems to be two extreme sides of the coin you're either stuck together and fed up with each other or you don't see each other enough mm-hmm. and you're mm. fed up of that so there's no there's no happy medium really at the moment i think either way it's difficult isn't it if you see your partner too much you want to kill them if you don't see them enough then you feel like mm, maybe i should want to kill them because i want to see them more but it is like i think it's so much pressure either way you're either not seeing them because you don't live together or you're seeing them too much because you live together and you can't see anybody else and you can't do your normal shit so i, I think people should give themselves more credit in relationships this is not a normal situation. This is not a normal time to have a new a new relationship. It's not even a normal time to have a relationship where he's maybe used to leaving the house from nine to five and then coming home, having tea with each other, being able to appreciate quality time together because you're with each other 24-7. And that's probably something that couples who have been together for 30, 40 years have never experienced. So yeah. I think either way, it's a lot of pressure on, on any type of relationship. The worst part about it is that there's no end in sight. No. Like, it, it's, it, this, we don't know how long it's going to carry on for. And it's, to me, it's just, there's no, like you said about quality time and stuff. The quality time for me is that you, you can't have it anymore no, because can. we are literally in each other's face mm-hmm. all the time. Tripping over each other. Yeah. yeah. So when you try and then spend quality time with each other, it's like, I don't want to fucking see I don't want to spend Get out, s- get out of my face. <laughs> that would be quality time. Enjoying it on my own. 
I was like, I do want to see you, but let's go. I'd like to see you on a beach while we're drinking cocktails in a different country. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. But you can't do that. I'd like to go on like a double date or anything. Because if we've had three holidays cancelled, I think I've cancelled yeah. about three. seven festivals since like last summer. Seven festivals. Oh, that's not counting the festivals. Mm. That's not counting the festivals. That's just holiday. Like, I just don't... It, it's just... It's really difficult. I mean, it really difficult. And as well, with Valentine's Day coming up, I feel like we should all be dead excited about it. And even when you talk to people in relationships... I hate Valentine's Day. Even when you talk Day. to people in relationships, everybody's just like, meh, I'm not asked. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Well, you said earlier, you either, you're either in two camps. You, you loved up and you love Valentine's Day. You're not, valen- mm-hmm. not loved up and yeah. hate Valentine's Day. I'm loved up and I hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, no, so but that's, that's, that's if we were in under normal circumstances at the minute, even like even me being in a relationship. No, I don't like. I don't like no. Valentine's Day. Like it doesn't bother me. I think there's like a a misconception that Valentine's Day is like the most precious time for a girl, and I think we've all just said fucking hate Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it. like me and my daughter's dad. When we were together, we used to have like an anti-Valentine's Day because we hated Valentine's Day that much. So everyone would do all of the typical like love hearts and roses and cards and all of that and go out for meals. Me and little D's dad, we would go out on like the 15th of February instead. But rather than give each other presents, we would just get fucking sloshed. We would just get hammered. We would just take that time for ourselves and get fucking hammered. Make sure. I think that's a brilliant idea. And that's what we we would call it anti-Valentine's Day because we just hated Valentine's Day so much. There's an empty Valentine's Day on March the 14th. Y'all know what March the 14th is. Take a blood I do yeah. not participate. So we're going to do a podcast uh, on March the 14th. No, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I t- um, so we've, got, we've got a new blog out this week, haven't we, ladies? Yeah. Couple. Yes, so we've got a couple mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to one of so we've got a blog out this week, and it's looking at the different things that we can do for Valentine's Day. And one of the things that we talked about as a group was that we could do like do you know, like life drawing classes, yeah. and we could draw like you in a relationship, you could draw each other. And I put something on. I think it was the Copeland. Was it the Copeland Business Network? I think potentially and an old friend of mine reached out to me and she is a life well is it what's it called drawing it life painting artist and she's on the blog and she's called kelly kelly p she's called and you can send if you can get a picture to her between now and wednesday a naked picture she will do a painting of you and send it to you and get it to you before valentine's day but if you live in cumbria and you can pick them up from cockermouth you've got all the way till saturday in Nubbagob. Yeah, Nubbagob. Go to Nubbagob and pick it up. So when we get off the pod tonight, I'm going to get some pictures taken of me naked and I'm going to get a picture done. You go, girl. And I'm not the only one, am I, L? No, I got my bum out today. <laughs> it was yeah. a very lovely bum. <laughs> and what a bloody Thanks. good bum at that. Thanks. That was a completely accidental pose. Can I just use yours and get my head painted on? I'll get my head painted on yours. <laughs> yeah, if you want to use it, I'm fine with that. Will you be my Galentines? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I just think it's a really good idea. And the thought of getting naked and taking a picture of me, I don't have to like, balance the camera. It's probably going to take me a little while to do, but the empowerment behind it, as much as it's a present for somebody else, like if we ever split up, he's not taking that shit with him. It's going in a frame on the wall. Yes, all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's the reason I did it as well. It's just the whole empowerment thing. Like, why Shame not? Better about it. And I think this is something that's missing in yeah. dating and relationships. Do you not find it's a lot of, like cat and mouse? Do you not feel like actually 
I am a woman and I have got curves and I am beautiful and I need to be respected. Here we yeah, are. and I need and I need to be loved for who I am and what I look like and I don't want to be. Because I one of the things someone said to me about Valentine's Day when I was doing the research for the for the blog was that it's everybody wants that perfect Instagram picture. Yeah. They want a picture of the roses and fairy like yeah. <laughs> Hashtag lucky girl. Get fucked. Like unrealistic. <laughs> like I'm just not. It's just not for me. If that's your thing, all well and good. Not for me. And I think something like this. I feel like it's got two meanings to it. I think we can celebrate Valentine's Day. We can celebrate our relationship, and it can be really good. But we can also have fun with it ourselves. And I am really going to enjoy getting my kit off and taking some good pictures. <laughs> Why not? Was it Kelly Pierce Designs. Well, yeah, yeah. She's uh, for any listeners. If you fancy giving it a go, honestly, and she's lovely as well. And what you do is you take the picture and you send it to her on like this like private server she then prints one out and she then paints it for you and then she shreds it so there's no chance of like the pictures getting leaked or anything mm-hmm. and i'm pro i'm so chuffed that she i got in touch with her so yeah. i haven't spoken to her in years I and mean, we were good friends in school so kelly if you're listening you can expect my picture later on I love the fact that I've sent you my picture and I didn't even realise that she shredded the pictures and stuff. I was just like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair, Elder was real quick. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, oh. he is my bum. It's a good bum. It's he a is good my bum. bum. Does anyone else want to see? <laughs> Five and a pop and I'll send it all out to anybody. Like your OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, you can just get L on OnlyFans. Why not? Oh my god, yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? You could make so much money with that ass now. That is it, right? This I, I struggle <laughs> with this OnlyFans thing. I think it's an age thing. My fellow was so talking about it, and I was like, "What are you on about?" And I just—is that what it is? People pay literally, to watch yeah, to to shake what your mama gave. Do you know, like cam girls, like you know what cam girls are? It's yeah. just, it's just, yeah, it's just the new age oh. cam girls, and people make money from basically exposing their bodies, which is good on them. Fucking awesome! Like I think it's so cool that women are doing that. Women are feeling empowered, and you, you know what? Like there was such a big thing. Like when I was younger and. Tumblr was a thing at this point, right? So quite a lot of girls on there were cam girls. And there was a couple of girls who I actually knew of who would hide their identity whereas now on OnlyFans it's like yeah this is me this is who I am and then they put the OnlyFans in like the Instagram bio and I'm like go oh, on yeah, well yeah. done like all the power to you to do what you want with your body and I and think it's awesome it. yeah and get paid for it and get paid for it like why not if you've got a good bum get fucking pay- get money get money <laughs> like why, why why are we not doing this <laughs> I don't know well no, I, I thought it was a bit of like an age gap thing because I thought for, for like my what my 34 oh mm-hmm. god <laughs> it's not something that I've I came across and I think as well because I've been in it before A because I was in a relationship for like what five nearly six years mm-hmm. like I think it's not something I would ever go looking for either so I feel like and this is how I feel about like internet dating and stuff Tinder and plenty of fish and everything while I was in a relationship for those that five years all of these have like evolved mm-hmm. so when I was out of a relationship mm-hmm. then everything had changed it yeah, just it like does. it absolutely terrified me. It's in the face, the doesn't of, it? And when you see people talking about Tinder, like back when internet dating first started, and I was single, you didn't tell anyone. No. And if you've seen anybody of your friends on Tinder no. or Plenty of Fish, you didn't tell you anybody didn't tell that you'd seen them. No. Because if you then went and said to them, "You're on Plenty of Fish," they will then know that you're on Plenty of Fish, <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, that's, "That's not how it works." You just keep quiet about it. Whereas now, it's like a cult. Yeah, <laughs> it's, well, it was, and now it's like it's yeah, it's a done thing. And I, I find that with a lot of stuff. I tell you what, TikTok as well. I've got I've, I've got a TikTok profile and I've looked at a few different... That one with the... What's that alpaca? What's his name? You know the one I mean? No. You don't know? She's laughing. She oh, honestly. It's <laughs> Patrick! That one. I'll show you, Patrick. Honestly, you're so oh, yeah. funny. 
Patrick is amazing. But that, that yeah, but I've been on it and, and stuff like that. And I, I don't use it a lot and I feel like I should. But I think with the OnlyFans and being sort of this thing about women being more empowered, I think it's it was never like that. And I struggle with it a lot because, and I think it's because of my age. Mm. I'm interested to see how somebody else perceives me. I think that's part of the reason that I've done it because I don't think I see myself in a very good light. And I think a lot of women are like that as well. Like you don't see yourself the way other people see you. So I'm interested to see how somebody else paints me, if that makes sense. It's quite nice as well, isn't it? Because then you're seeing yourself like being transformed into a work of art and it probably would make you view yourself differently. Yeah, so I think that was it. It's the empowerment and then just seeing what another person makes of your form. I find it very quite interesting. Who's dating the self this lockdown? Holla! Hey. How's that going? Pretty well, to be honest. I've never... um. I've never dated myself before. I've always been in relationships, like was in a relationship for about five years from 15. Then I was in a relationship, had a baby. Then I was seeing somebody for a really, really long time. I think I was only single for about eight months. But in that time, I was still like I was on Tinder. I was looking for the next person to date. I was kind of seeking my validation through dating other people got into a relationship, lasted four months, got out of that one and then went into another 12 month relationship. So now I'm single and I'm like sort of telling myself I need to do something differently here. Like I don't hold myself worthy of being in a relationship, which is probably why all of my past relationships haven't went that well because I sort of look for the validation in other people. But actually the only way that you can get the love that you want to receive is to like truly love yourself. And that's how I kind of look at everything now. Yeah, Yeah, you can kind of do it like absentmindedly as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of what happened with me as well. I I was very similar today when like I got in a relationship when I was 17, that was for a year and I jumped from that one right to the next one with my daughter's dad and then just ended up sort of, well, at one point I felt like, like, oh God, I could never do this on my own. I could never be on my own. And then one day it just sort of clicked where I was like, you know what, I think I'll be all right on my own. And, and and I am and I have been for the past nearly nine months now. I've been okay on my own and I've loved it. Like I haven't necessarily dated myself or, you know, told myself like you're worthy of love and stuff in the mirror like Dee said. I've just sort of realised I actually enjoy my own company. I enjoy being on my own. No pressure, no hassle. <laughs> <laughs> the only arguments I have is with myself in my head, which is a daily occurrence, to be fair. But then that is like a sense of journey of self-love because yeah. you're actually, you enjoy the, your own company. That That's an act of self-love. Definitely. And I think it can be up, it is a curve as well. It can be up and down. Like you can learn to love yourself and then you can fall out of love with yourself. I think when you're in a relationship with the right person, that person's should support you in your journey to self-love and they should help you to fulfill that and push you to fulfill that as well because sometimes I think when you're having a shit day you do need that little push to love yourself and the right person will push you in that direction and I do think Jay does that for Mm -hmm. me he definitely pushes me in the right direction he definitely pushes me to do things that I've never done before which yeah I think I love that for you the right person will do that for you Mm-hmm. I think he does it for me in the way that like I am an absolute lunatic <laughs> I am a full-on lunatic and he's he's you know because like I'm going to a lot of things I've got I'm going to my psychotherapist I'm going to the domestic abuse class mm-hmm. uh, well beautiful relationships and it's it's so hard like honestly my head falls off on a daily basis with it and he is is there just yeah he's just there telling me how like he just supports me with it and even my head does fall off he's the first person to pick up my pieces and be like and that, you know that's what? what you need you need that support there i think self-love can be done in healthy Absolutely. relationships self-love can be done when you're single 
self-love can't be done in toxic and abusive relationships. Yeah, 100% agree with that. You, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. Like, we've we've all been there. I think we've all been in a relationship that hasn't made us feel the best, but because you love that person, you don't want to leave. But leaving is an act of self-love. Yes. Like, leaving a toxic relationship that doesn't serve you is an act of self-love. Or even that person leaving you and you having to move forward and move on from that, no matter how much it hurts, that is an act of self-love. Like, that's yeah. that's caring for who you are, knowing what you deserve. Yeah, I think the first time, for the first time ever, I'm in a relationship where I am 100% okay to be exactly myself, mm-hmm. you know, without having to be questioned or explained mm-hmm. or hide the crazy go round and round why did you say this why did you <laughs> say that what are you thinking why are you doing that because uh, it, it was it the relationship I was in was a 15-year relationship and it was very toxic very very toxic and it just feels like a breath of fresh air to finally be in a relationship mm-hmm. you know that can just breathe and just say what's on my mind and say what I'm thinking and not be judged for it and you know be loved for it content yeah 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 because being in a relationship like that it's kind of validated not validated but it sort of cements the fact that you can be okay with yourself yes yeah like you don't have to change yourself for somebody else Mm -hmm. the way that you are as a person because that's what it is if you're in a relationship or especially a toxic one and you've got to change everything about yourself you suddenly find yourself in a position where you don't know who you are yeah Yeah. I don't think I actively tried to change myself I just think I was changed in ways that I didn't even realize realize mm-hmm. yeah i can't say that any part of that relationship where i was fake i can't say oh i pretended to be this or i pretended to be that like i was just so conditioned to be in that relationship that i didn't really question it mm-hmm. until it was over and really yeah. didn't even realize how bad it was really until after it was finished i don't think you do do you like i was in a looking back now and knowing what I know, I was in a horrifically abusive relationship from such a young age, like I was 15 yeah. to 20. And it's took me five years, like I'm 26 now. And I got out of that relationship when I was 20 years old. So well, nearly, well, six years, I got out of that relationship like three days after my 20th birthday. And I was like, I'm not being treated like this anymore. But I didn't actually realize how much it had, had affected me until it had affected all of my relationships after that and then I've hit 26 and been like something's not right like what is wrong and it's dawned on me that actually I've been conditioned into this particular way of thinking not without realizing Mm -hmm. and I now believe that I'm not good enough and people can love you but also treat you like shit you can love somebody but it doesn't necessarily mean that you should trust them like that's not an acceptable way of thinking and it's took me like six years to get to that point so you don't you you don't realize you don't see it until you're until you're well out of it or six years out of it like me yeah exactly I knew it was toxic but I didn't realize how toxic Mm -hmm. scary isn't it that you you go through these relationships and then not realize how toxic they are until after and then you think, actually, that's not cool. That's a, that's not a good way to treat someone, even just yeah. on a basic human level, just as two people. Like, and never mind one that you're supposed to love. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of it, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. become blind to it, yeah. and you're conditioned to become blind to it. You're you you become conditioned to expect the way that they're treating you. It's normal. That's normal. Mm-hmm. And it's as you know, I'm mm-hmm. nearly two years out, and, it, and even now, like I still come across things and. You know what I'm saying about you, you become someone. I became somebody I didn't recognize anymore. Yeah. And I did. I had a beautiful moment with my partner quite a while ago when I made a joke that I nearly didn't make because 
it would have been something I would have gotten in trouble for in a past relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm getting in trouble. He's like, no, just say it. Say it. And and I said it. And he's like, don't ever hold back anything that hilarious ever again. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a beautiful moment because I would have never heard the end of it if it was with my ex. That's so lovely. Why did you think that? You must yeah. think that to say that. You must have had to think this. You must have had to think that. Why did you do yeah. this? Why did you say that? You know, does it mean this? Does that mean this? It's just insecurity. Yeah. Everyone's got them. Mm-hmm. It is, and I think I think a lot of this, you know, being okay with yourself, it mm. boils down to one thing: it's self worth, yeah, self worth and self confidence. And I think all of us are at some point in our lives now where we can look back and think, do you know what? What happened then was shit. Mm-hmm. It should never have happened. Part of us let it happen because we yeah. didn't know any better. Yeah, we didn't know we didn't know any better, and we didn't know how to stand up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing I've learned, you know, one of the you know the reason we started doing this pod is because my life fell apart, and all of you's picked up the pieces, and we've been sweeping, picking up the pieces behind mm-hmm. me. But over the past couple of months, we've been doing it for yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think part of that is learning that I see the worth in all of you's to look at your past relationships and go, "No, you're absolutely right. You're worth far more than that." And I think where we are now, I think we're mature enough and grown up enough to be able to look back and think, well, yeah, it was shit, but it'll never happen again. No, it won't. It'll never happen again. And I think part of why I was looking forward to this episode so much was because I want everybody out there to know that you will, you know, you you might be in a relationship now and you might have this, this little voice in the back of your head telling you that things aren't right. If you've got that little voice in the back of your head, start listening. Because it's only going to end one way. Just you go... Yeah, trust, trust your instincts. And that's one of the things I, I stopped doing because I was told that my instincts were wrong. I was told that because I had borderline yeah. and bipolar, that yeah. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. The way that I was thinking was wrong, so I could never trust my gut. And I've started doing it a lot more now. And it turns out the past few times I've trusted my instincts, yeah. I've been right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's learning it's learning to have the confidence to do yeah. that again. And I'm, and I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of us all. Look at where we've come to. Look at how far we've come. Yeah. Round of applause for us all. Bad bitch club. Yeah. Rule one about bitch club is don't talk about bitch club. <laughs> so we're going to move on to oh who's doing oh Cumbrian word who's on who's doing that this week? Cumbrian. Is it you, And I've got a Cumbrian word sent in from Lily. Hello, Lily. Hi, hey. hi, Lily. Thanks for choosing a word for us. We've got. Are you ready, Tar? Right. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jam. <laughs> it's jam. We're in jam. I'm gaming number. up for your jammy words as well because I've probably never heard of this. Okay, you ready? I'm gonna go. It's dukers. Dukers. I don't even know that one. I know what it is. <laughs> I, I know dukers. It reminds me of dookie. dookie. Like poo. I was gonna say, isn't dookie a poo? <laughs> it's it's not. It's not shit. It's not shit. It's not no. shit. Duker. <laughs> was, that, was that not a Green Day album? It was, well? yeah. <laughs> the very first one. So I'll repeat that again for you because we're getting a bit confused. Duck, duck, what, duck, no, duck, duckies. Is it a duck? No. It's not a duck. I'm no trying ducks. to think how because we have no animals. Sentence. I am going to the river and I'm taking my dukers. Is it, yeah. Like an inner tube? No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you take your inner tube to the river? What else should they be floating? <laughs> No, she means that she means that no, she means one of them donuts that you sit on on the oh, lazy. I can just imagine from like your tire no, just flapping it around. <laughs> 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 oh, you donut no, raft. Duckers, duckers, duckers. Dukers. I thought it was like pants. Dukers. Pants. Oh, getting warmer. Dukers. 
Well, you're not if you bring your dookers. <laughs> you go on the river. You go to the river. You take your dookers to the river. And it's not mm-hmm. underpants. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, if you were going to the swimming pool, oh, the swimming pool. You'd, go in, you'd go with your dookers. And flip-flops. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. You're getting colder there. You're getting colder there. The river and the swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. Towel. You'd bring your Towel. dookers. I like it wet. Nope. Colder. What do you bring to the river and the swimming pool? Mostly if you were a bloke, though. It wouldn't yeah, be else, would it? Well, if, yeah, you only if you were a bloke. I mean, me do, because I go and I don't know what I don't know what blokes bring to the swimming pool. It's like the one essential item yeah. you need to go swimming on. <laughs> is it like a swimsuit or something? Yeah! Oh, is it? Swimming shorts of fellas, yeah. yeah you go on your dookers. You dookers. I love how flip-flops were the first thing that you thought of. That's <laughs> 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 fantastic. I was, trying to think, I was trying to think, what do you wear to the river and to, to the swimming pool? What do you take to both of those? Well, yeah. You know, why makes she sense. Get it. You, know, you know why she couldn't get it? All of her fellas go with none of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's your Cumbrian word Thanks, of the Lily. week. Thank you very Thanks much. Again, Lily. Lily from Wokin. Thank you, Lily. Write in your words. We take request via do the Instagram, thing. Twitter, Facebook, and who t- who takes the emails? D is it you? Yeah, it's me. Yeah, if you've got any words or any would you rather, send them to D, which is D E E at cumbrianlast.co.uk. What? Who's doing would you rather? Tack. Right. It's kind of a, a Valentine's relationship related one. I wanted to do something that was a little. Oh, should I do the song? Would you rather A or B? Would you rather? What would you rather it to be? What would you rather? <laughs> I love that. Would you rather getting flowers every week from your significant other or getting diamonds every two years? Diamonds every diamonds two every years. Diamonds every two years, 100%. Why? Is that too easy? Flowers die and I can't even look after a cactus. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> flowers. I've never known anybody I to actually, kill a cactus as fast as two. I actually killed a fucking cactus, so... I would, I would rather the diamonds and plus like if it was weekly it would grow short like it would get old like really quick do you know what I mean but like if it was diamonds like you could show off one pair for like two yeah they're like oh it's like no it's next new time year, for my diamonds <laughs> oh so that's the same here's a lot of so nice the only thing that I thought of was like diamond every two that's years that's what I was thinking I mean for, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for like yeah there's multiple diamonds what if it's it single was I've got to me okay <laughs> Could we ask for plants instead of flowers? They're potted flowers. Where does your egg go? I just, I like plants. I'm not a fan of flowers. I never have been a fan of flowers. But I love a plant. But I don't, I don't like jewellery. I don't like diamonds. I can take care of plants. 52 Although, plants, though. If you got a plant every single week, you'd have 52 plants. That would be amazing. My house would be like a jungle. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> would you not think, though, if you get flowers every week, they're thinking of... No, because they've definitely, no, they've definitely just signed up to a subscription. They're not thinking <laughs> about what <laughs> If it was a plant, then yeah. Think of how many plants you can get with diamonds. Though. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, God, what, no way you're hang on a minute. This. What type of plant? <laughs> any, just any type of plant. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh well, if we're talking that plant, like if we're talking about different types of plants, I, I could get on. Could Every get on two weeks is fine. The plant, please. Thank you. <laughs> have we all changed? So... Have we all changed the plants now? Well, that's a good yeah. point. <laughs> so naughty. So to ask. <laughs>
That's illegal. That escalated. Well, there you go. There's our would you rather. Ah, you've got a new segment. I th- I saw this. I thought this was a couple of days ago. I thought of a new segment for us. What lessons have you learned since we last did the pod? Should we do it? Every- no, well, I was going to say what lessons have you learned this week, but it's like every two weeks, isn't it? Bear in mind that your ex-partner's parents are listening to the podcast when you mention having a night with Woody and Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your lesson? Your lesson. Be careful what you say. You don't know who's listening. Do you? I mean, are we speaking like, oh, I forgot what the word is. What's that word? That is it phil- phil- philosoph- philosophical? Yeah. Are we going that way or like, like an actual fact? Not. Well, either. I don't like mind. I mean, fact- factually, it doesn't matter how much you feed your cat. She will still meow at you at two o'clock in the fucking morning and throw up on your bedroom carpet. After you fed her, philosophically, videoing yourself saying I love you every day really works. I tell myself that I I love me every day and it works. It's so, so sad. It's so sad. I I have to pull up my little Snapchat screen every day and tell myself that I love myself, but somebody told me to do it and it works. Lovely. Made me feel really good. I love myself. (laughs) I think I'm grand. I go to the movies and I hold my hand. Wrap my arms around my waist. If I get fresh, I slap my Huh? Elle, what about you? What lesson have you learned? So factually, I wouldn't say it's factually because I've only half learned because I was a bit pissed at the time. But I kind of <laughs> know what the Super Bowl is now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Decided to stay up and watch a bit of the Super Bowl last yeah. night. So we're recording this on the Monday, and Jay was kind of telling me what was going on with it, and I was like, I actually kind of understand what's going on with this now. And my way of describing it was, it's kind of a cross between rugby and the chase. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a factual one my philosophical one is i think i've learned that i really want to be an interior designer i think Ooh, you'd be mint yeah, at that definitely. Mm, that's what i want to be when i grow up when lockdown's over can you come do my house no she's doing my first <laughs> on your bike taking bookings yeah. now <laughs> no, i think you'd be really good Thanks. at that so what have you learned this week tack I've learned that you can't cancel Mardi Gras. <laughs> so in New Orleans, obviously with the lockdown, everything's shut down. They're even sort of shutting down parts of the street where people gather and stuff. But New Orleanians being New Orleanians, which we call ourselves yats because we say we're yat, which is like saying <laughs> you're all right here. They have taken to decorating their houses as Mardi Gras floats. Wow. Oh my god, that sounds amazing! And they're calling it Yardy Gras. So there's a map. <laughs> I love that. So if they've decorated their houses, and there's a map you can get, and you can go and see all of the these big mansions decorated like floats, and they're all different themes and stuff. I hope they're doing a tour. I wonder if you can get like amazing. a tour of it online. Probably. I've seen a lot of the pictures online. It looks amazing. That's, That's amazing. Incredible. So yeah, so you can't cancel Mardi Gras. Even though you can, but you can't take the spirit out of New Orleans ever. No. And then philosophically, I've learned that four hours of sleep a night is not enough. That's not philosophically, (laughs) is it? That's (laughs) (laughs) That's another fact. Yeah, four hours of sleep is not enough. And uh, lessons have been learned. Lessons have been learned. That's what this is about. Yeah, I I learned that I probably need more than four four hours of sleep a night, but got a lot going on, so gotta keep pushing mm. well i've yeah. learned this week that you know factually i've learned loads of shit but factually i would say technology 
doesn't always do what you want it to do and it's quite all right <laughs> to have a mental breakdown when it doesn't do what you need it to do all right there my we factual go. correct my factual and philosophically oh you're never too old to just need your mom oh mm. i needed my mom Aww. and she was there as always thanks mom <laughs> thanks love, mom Yay. love you Yay. love you oh well I think that's a wrap. So, when are we back? Lassie's, what date are we back? 26th for Vag Week. Oh, Vag Week. Vag Week. I cannot yes. wait for Vag Week. Vag Week. Who's doing the, who's doing the Would You Rather for that one? <laughs> Is it me? <gasps> Is it me? Oh. <laughs> As a very straight woman, I love talking about vaginas. So... Let's oh, get on board with this. It'd be good because is he watching me a bit? So is, is endometriosis awareness? Yes, it is. That is. Yeah, from? that'd be good. So join us on the 26th of February for Vag Week. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email me at toplass at cumbrianlass.co.uk. You can get us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you've got any would you rather's or any Cumbrian words, send them into D, which is D at Oh, sorry, I completely lost my train of thought then because I was looking to see if I was doing Would You Rather for Vag Week. Um, just email me at d at cumbrianlass.co.uk. Send any Would You Rather yeah. or any Cumbrian D-E-E. words. D-E-E. Awesome. And we shall uh, yeah. speak to you soon. Bye. See you later. See you Bye. 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 Bye.